This is Chatting Human Design, the place to be to hear how real people use human design in their everyday life. I'm so excited to have you. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Chatting Human Design. I am your host, Janelle Turner. Today's guest is a 2-4 self-projected projector. I found her on Instagram, as I find so many of my guests because she posts these really clever and funny projector memes. And anytime you can connect humor with human design, I am super into it. So everybody welcome Nadia. Hi, Nadia. Hi, Janelle. Thank you so much for inviting me. You're so welcome. That that Instagram I was talking about is Projectors Invited. <laughs> and it's one of my favorite Instagrams about human design because every time I see the memes, they're just so clever and funny. And I love poking fun at our projector-ness. <laughs> so I'm so into it. So thanks for being on. Oh, I love that. And I'm so glad you love it. I love making them. And I agree. I think a sense of humor is pretty important in all, in all areas of life. Exactly. And I know that you um, are a coach and you incorporate human yeah. design into your coaching. Exactly. Yeah. Tell me a little so, bit about that. Sure. Yeah. So I really, um, I mean, human design is not all I do, but I do really cherish the system. Um, I think it's a really helpful framework to kind of get this cheat sheet of, you know, areas to look at for gaining insight. Yeah. So the way that I use it in my work is I will do every single person's chart that I work with one-on-one -on -one ahead of meeting them for the first time. Um, and it's kind of, it helps me fast track the process of identifying ideas or areas where it'll just be really important for us to look at. Um, but then I do see a little bit of a limitation in the system where there's maybe a little bit of a tendency to get stuck in the realm of insight, right? Yeah. I don't, I'd love to hear your thoughts on that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I totally agree that, that there are times when people will, will take the information that I give them and they say, okay, well, how do I fix it? Or yeah. how do I change it? How do I stop this? Like, how do I do something that, that goes directly against your design, essentially? <laughs> and that's really, that's not, that's not what it's about for me. And I totally agree with you that there are some limitations in human design and there's some things that might not work for you and you can set it aside and use a different mm -hmm. modality if that works for you. Um, that's how I feel about human yeah. design. I know that's how you feel about it as well. Absolutely. I think the merit or the beauty of it really comes out when you pair it with something else. For me, I pair it with um, capacity building and working on the subconscious level, but also with, because I work with a lot of business owners mm -hmm. with strategy, with business strategy, but um, oh, wow. yeah, I mean that there, I think it really, it really shines because as you and I know, and as many people who listen will know, right, we're, we're not all meant to do business the same way. Yeah. And so having that system as kind of a guiding light, I think is beautiful. But then, yeah, as we said, the limitation and what I see often as well is not so much um, or more than just, okay, how do I fix it is also, oh, let me learn more about this like one channel and like really fixate on like this one gate, but like mm -hmm. not even go into implementation or not even go into embodiment of, yeah. of aura because I've, everyone who knows me knows I'm obsessed with auras and, and the projector aura in particular. Um, and I think that we could spend a couple years just, just working with that. 
just totally working with agree. aura and authority, right? Yeah. And you have to, like you said, uh, human design is an experiment. So exactly. you can study, study, study and learn and learn. But if you don't practice it, if you're too afraid to em- embody it in your yeah. real life, then it's you're not really there quite yet. <laughs> exactly. And I think even Ra himself said that. I remember him saying at some point, Dick, you can do you can spend your entire life just fiddling with this one thing or looking up more information and never actually go into the practice and move into the experiment. Mm-hmm. And there can be parts of your chart that rev this this information engine in you that <laughs> yeah. say, I want to know more. I want to know everything. More. First line, <laughs> yes. um, you could have, you know, defined head and Ajna. So there's a lot of different things oh, that, yeah. that push you towards, I need to know more before I take that step. It's a really exactly. common thing in humans to say, oh, I'm not ready yet. I just need to know a little bit more. Exactly. And when it comes to human design, there is so much information that it it's really detrimental to to try to know more before you go, okay, I'm a projector or I'm a generator or a manifesting generator or whatever your aura type is. Yeah. Yeah, What is that? And just start with that and stop with that. Like don't continue to like poke into your chart and go, oh, well, what does this channel mean? And this center mean, because it will take you away from the pureness of your aura and your aura type. Yeah. And I mean, of course it's interesting, right? I'm also like, hey, (laughs) right? Like how how should I do this? And what does this mean? Um, But I do think in the end, especially when someone first comes to me, right? And and I find often someone comes to me maybe after years of reading about it and getting readings done and having PDF reports about their Mm -hmm. design and all of that, but that's all still insight to me. That's not application. And here's my whole spiel, knowing what I know about the subconscious mind is that insight doesn't really arrive at the subconscious level because there isn't that type of conversation or that type of communication between our conscious mind and our subconscious. So when we read things, when we learn things, those are all quite analytical pursuits and they stay on the conscious level. So it can be a little bit uh, frustrating sometimes, right? When um, we amass and accumulate so much information and so much knowledge, but then in our behavior and in the way that we act, we're still acting out our old patterns, which are um, driven by the subconscious. So that's what I really liked. That's where I like to work, right? Yeah. Oh, that is so awesome. I I never really even thought about that you have to put in action in order for it to get to your subconscious. To arrive, to, yeah. to be able to be received because that's the language it speaks or one exactly. of the languages there's several. Well, I feel lucky to be a third line because I'm. that's essentially what I'm here to do is to try yeah. it out. So I'm just gonna keep, keep doing that. <laughs> How has that been going? Um, it's been going pretty well. When I mm-hmm. first came to human design, um, I was very, like you said, logical. And, mm-hmm. and I thought, I thought things had to be a certain way, or I had to be a certain way. And I had to, d- to do life a certain way. Right. Um, I thought my days had to look a certain way and be consistent. And, and consistency was a word I really held on to pretty hard. But I'm a three, six celebrated. Yeah, exactly. I'm a three, six yeah. with 10 third lines in my chart. So <laughs> I'm not here to be consistent. It's just not what I'm here to do. Mm-hmm. And you're, you're like- totally Right, <laughs> is celebrated and inconsistency is looked at it as oh you don't know what you're doing you're flaky yeah. you don't know what's going on like you're here one day and you're here over here the next you like should have succeeded at your first try <laughs> what yes. are you even doing yeah yes. 
So mm-hmm. work, working in that realm has really opened things up for me. And it mm-hmm. has a lot to do with control. And I have, a, I have, I mean, I have a lot of stuff from my childhood. My parents uh, were alcoholics. So I have like mm-hmm. this, this control and responsibility energy at all times mm-hmm. where I just feel like I'm responsible for the happiness of holding it all together. Yeah. Of everyone mm-hmm. that I'm with. And, mm-hmm. and that kind of feeling and letting go of that control has been a really huge step for me. And I'm still working on it, obviously always working on it, but mm, good for you. I can feel the changing and yeah. I can feel the lessening of, of wanting to hold on to certain ways of being, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. So mm, that has been really helpful. And that's where human mm-hmm. design has really helped me because I don't think I would have thought that way had exactly. not been introduced to human design I think I would have just kept pushing and saying no you got to you got to have a consistency to your days you have to figure out yeah. what you, you got to figure it out and make everything because you're wrong match. right yeah because like everyone else is right and you're wrong because exactly. if this is not working for you then there's something that you're not yet doing then like there's an you have to figure this out I know this so well from like you know years of working mm-hmm. <laughs> in corporate environments being super miserable but before I had the system and, and like you said I think you put it so beautifully you, you wouldn't even have gone there like there mm-hmm. wasn't even that language that vocabulary that permission it was the same for me it was like well if this is not working for me then I need to try harder then yeah. I need to do better I guess exactly. I need to work, wake up even earlier <laughs> like try mm-hmm. to fill my days with even more things just so that I can do this the way that it seems to be working for everyone else and I think that's really a lot of the shadow that comes out in all undefined sacrals right being the 30 percent versus the 70 percent where of course we're going to be surrounded by a lot of defined sacral beings which is wonderful Mm -hmm. love them um but there is a little bit of that tendency of well if you don't know to go well I must be wrong then let me, let me figure this out when in fact, it's really more of a, okay, I guess I'm not meant to do it this way. Let me try it a different way. Yeah. And just like you said, undefined sacrals, we have inconsistent energy. So some days I have a lot of energy to get things done. And some days I don't. And as you said, I was blaming myself for that and saying, Mm -hmm. what is wrong with me? Why, you know, why can't I picture myself being in a consistent a job or exercise yeah. routine or really anything because yeah. there's some days I just want to get up and immediately sit on the couch and watch my favorite show and I <laughs> know that, that's not what I'm supposed to do I'm supposed to you know do all my inner work and Go all to my CrossFit. serious <laughs> stuff and yoga yeah. and meditation and I do all that before 9 a.m yeah and yeah. I do that most of the time but yeah. some days I'm just like screw it I don't want to do that today yeah yeah. And I give myself permission and say, you know what? That's okay. Today is a different day than yesterday. Yeah. And my energy is going to be different. And I think that's really interesting when it comes to the workplace mm-hmm. that projectors really have to focus on their needs and their energy mm-hmm. levels. And it can be really difficult. Like you said, with the defined sacrals around you who are just going and lit up and like, here we go, here we go. And that helps us, but at the same time, we have to learn how to gauge it, how to not burn ourselves out, how to not cause other things to happen in our our other centers. Like for Mm -hmm. me, I get a lot of anxiety in Mm -hmm. my, and I think that comes from my open head. Mm -hmm. Um, And I get a lot of pressure to do, which comes from my undefined 
uh, root. Root. Oh, yes, yes. of course. <laughs> so I have all this stuff that is saying, you know, act like a generator, including mm -hmm. the other generators who are around you. Exactly. And, you really have and the illusion, right? The illusion of the sacral energy buzzing. And you're yes. like, oh, this is great. <laughs> and then as soon as you're removed, you're like, oh, actually, I'm exhausted. I'm exhausted. <laughs> it's never my energy in the first place. Okay. Exactly. Let me crash for three days. Right. Yeah. And, and then we get on ourselves for that saying, why, well, why am I like this? What is wrong yeah. with me? Why don't I have as much energy as the other person? And we all have access to all of it. It's just inconsistent for exactly. the non-sacrals. So you just, it's just more about figuring out what works for you and how you can get your days and your schedule to work for you exactly. in a way that if you're having a low energy day, you can just be like, okay, well, I'm going to take A, B, and C off my list and it'll be okay. I'll yeah, do it on or I'm going to lie down and do <sighs> it lying down. Exactly. You know, I'm a big fan. Work from horizontal every day. <laughs> I, I need to try that. I haven't really done that because oh I'm afraid God, I'm, you have to try I'm afraid it, I'm going to fall asleep. Don't you fall asleep? <laughs> no, no. Oh. No, because I'm concentrating. Like quite often I will just lie down and, and work and then I'm just concentrating, but I'm not <laughs> vertical. That's true. It's pretty great. I'll try it. I am afraid Please I'm going to fall do. asleep, but I mean, if I do and fall asleep, do, that's okay. <laughs> that's also, you're still winning. You're exactly. winning. <laughs> if I do fall asleep, it's an accidental nap. So I'll take yeah. that. <laughs> no, I really, I think it works. And so many people who, you know, follow along on Projectors Invited have been messaging me to say that it was really, it's been a game changer um, and really worth a try. I, I encourage will. it. Yeah. I will try it. And it's so funny because like I said, before I came to human design, I was very much an energetic, like I thought I yeah. had to be like up and moving around. I didn't like to sit. Yeah. I, I felt yeah. like if I was sitting, I wasn't doing stuff and I wasn't being productive. Where so do you now, think that came from? Ugh, I don't know. Um, I think it has a lot to do. I think a lot, most of my stuff has a lot to do with feeling responsible or yeah. feeling like things need to look a certain way. Mm -hmm. or that I need to be productive somehow. I don't have a regular person job. I work part-time mm -hmm. as a server and then I mm -hmm. read, I read charts and mm -hmm. I've never had like a nine to five and I didn't go to college. And I really mm -hmm. think that there's a part of me that says you didn't do it the way other people did it. You're lazy or you're not mm -hmm. accomplished. And like, somehow sitting I equated sitting to not being, accomplishing to being lazy yeah. I see this so often Janelle with my clients and again just circling back to what we were saying before that's where I see the limitation the beauty and the gift but also the limitation of the system because if that's a narrative that you've been carrying for a long time and what I see a lot with my clients that's why I was asking you where do you think it comes from mm -hmm. is that it comes from a parental figure or both parents sort of depending on right were you raised I mean I was raised by two defined sacrals who were also two Aries <laughs> it's fine it's I'm not fine. sure I'm not sure what my parents charts were I'm oh. not 100% on my yeah. mom's birth time but I ran several birth times and I'm fairly certain she's a generator I'm yeah. fairly sure so, so that has an impact, right? And, and exactly. I see this with a lot of my clients who do, they find human design. They're like, oh, amazing. This is sort of confirming what I kind of thought I knew, but never gave myself permission to even mentally mm -hmm. go there. But then again, the knowing is on one level. But then if you have been engaging in these subconscious patterns um, of, right, 
the patterns usually develop or form, we say from in utero to age seven, but then after that, depending on how old we are, we've spent decades reinforcing them by action, right? So every time we engage in that action, every time you force yourself to not sit down because you're like, that means I'm being lazy. Every time you push yourself, you are strengthening that pathway through action, right? It's like training a muscle each time you do it. And so by the time we find the system, for most of us, we're adults, that pathway of the opposite pattern is really, really strong. So just the con exactly. So just the conscious knowledge of like, oh yeah, I should rest. Cool. Amazing. Is not going to be strong enough to, to battle with. This is not great English. (laughs) This is not my first language. I love this. I love this. (laughs) Oh, thank you. Um, to, to make a dent in that pattern because you've been actively reinforcing it for so long. So then we really need to, we can take the knowledge and I, I, support and encourage it but we need to work on that on the subconscious level so what are the things that are are stopping you what are the beliefs what is the programming right and as you said no there's no reason for me to sit down and and it's the same for many of my uh, for many of my clients where I know one client who had a mother who would always say there's no reason for you to sit down you're just being lazy if if Wow. All tasks haven't been completed yet. There's no reason to sit down, right? If that's yeah. what you're looping 24 seven. Yeah. Even knowing that your projector is not going to make you sit the hell down, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's hard. It's really hard. And I think it's crazy. You're, this is amazing. And I love that you're talking about this because mm-hmm. I think about it and I don't really think my parents were particularly strict with me. Mm-hmm. I was always overly strict with myself. My mom, my mom always told me like, loosen up. You're too, I never got in trouble for anything. I never, she even told me, she's like, go do things, go get in trouble. And I wouldn't like, I won't. No, because you have to keep it together. Yeah. But it's so crazy to me that they didn't treat me necessarily that way, Mm -hmm. but I took it as nope, I'm the responsible one. I have to make sure everything's right. And I can't do anything wrong. It makes a lot of sense because it's, I mean, you know, I'm always really simplifying when I talk about it on podcasts and stuff, because of course this is, it's really nitty gritty stuff. Oh yeah, It's not so much really the, the behavior we've been modeled or the things we've been told sometimes. Yes. Sometimes it is as, as clear as that, but most often it would be conclusions that you have drawn you being your, your child self, right? Your, mm-hmm. your five-year-old self, let's say yes. the conclusions that you have drawn based on the experiences you've had. So if your conclusion, which sounds very likely to me, just, just knowing what I've heard today, if your conclusion was, well, if I'm not holding everything together, then no one will, or, you know, mm-hmm. adults cannot be depended on. I need to be the one that's depended on. Yes. Um, then of course you're not going to let yourself go there, right? So even mm-hmm. if your parents encouraged you on the subconscious level, it's still, yeah, but that's not safe for me to do because everything is going to fall apart basically. Mm-hmm. And yeah. right, it, we are, the subconscious really is not very sophisticated in the way that it reasons. Mm-hmm. So it is very much black and white thinking. Yes, you know? I looked at them as children. When I was growing yeah. up, I looked at my parents as children. So and I still kind of do, really. Yeah. <laughs> Oh my God, that is so, I'm like buzzing over here. That is so awesome. Thank you so much for sharing of that. Of course. And um, I know that there's a lot of other people that that have this feeling. And like you said, we come to human design oftentimes with, with baggage and with a lot of conditioning. Yeah. And sometimes it can bring up things that are scary and hurt and hurt and are like, oh, mm-hmm. like I didn't want to, I thought I dealt with this. For me, it's a lot of, I thought I dealt with this, but I didn't. 
And I think mm-hmm. that a lot of people as they get older and they have stuff that happened to them a long time ago or just their childhood in general, the farther away they get from it, they think, okay, I'm done with that. I'm over that. It's, it's a past part. Of, it's past mm-hmm. part of me. It doesn't affect yeah. the, fe- the present part of me. And I've learned, been learning more and more that that's not true. If you don't really deal with it, it just keeps coming up. And when you do inner work, like I've been doing, it comes up more and more because you're digging for it. <laughs> Because you're allowing it to rise to the surface, right? As yeah. you're peeling, you're looking for it. <laughs> Basically. Yeah, you're like, let's. Where get are it. you? Where are you? I know you're there. There is always something. Yeah, and it's just it's been so crazy to me because I've been like I said, there's there's stuff I totally thought I was done with and over mm. with. A lot of this responsibility stuff, and it's really reared its ugly head lately. Mm. And I'm like, wow, I I don't think what I I forgave myself for that one. And then I don't think I ever accepted that at the time, as you're saying, those actions were protecting me the way that I felt I was protecting me. And so I have to say, thank you for protecting me. I don't, I don't need you for that now anymore because I'm safe. But Mm -hmm. at that time I needed you to protect me. So thank you. Exactly. And I always looked at it as no, that's, this is, these were terrible traits that you had this over-responsibility. You need to fight this. this. Yes, Yes. Yes, exactly. And that now I'm like, no, I just need, I'm going to accept it and go at the time, this is what I needed to feel. It served you. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, that's the subconscious's only agenda really to keep you safe. And it does so in ways again, that are very black and white. And that's also why there's a bit of a tendency to be risk adverse, adverse. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And never know this word. Um, um, because right, the subconscious, if it were up to the subconscious, which spoiler alert, it is because it's so much more <laughs> powerful than the conscious mind, just in terms of power and bandwidth. Um, but it, the subconscious would never change anything because according to the subconscious, it's like, well, I've gotten you this far, right? You're still alive. We're doing great. Why change anything? Even if, you know, on the other side of this, there, there's something amazing. It's like, well, we're not exactly sure. So let's just stay within the confines of what we already know, right? Let's mm-hmm. just keep going with this pattern. You're fine. You're fine. Wow. But you're like, fine, like the dog in the burning house meme, right? Like, mm-hmm. like yeah, this is fine. But <laughs> yes, I know exactly. What I just popped my head when you said it. <laughs> yes, exactly. I Leave say it I'm up fine. to your meme lord to like oh. reference a meme. Right? I say I'm fine to myself all the time. And recently I've caught myself when I say, okay, when you say that, really think about it. Like, are you fine or are you just trying to get away from something that you maybe should be looking at right now? Mm. (laughs) Mm. So yeah, it's a process and I'm, and I'm working on it and um, knowing that I'm a projector has really helped a lot, a Mm. lot, a lot. (laughs) I'm so glad. Mm. Yeah. And I know we've talked about um, projectors in business and energy management. Um, yeah. In terms of being seen, how do you, how do you feel mm. about that when it comes to projectors? I think that's such an important piece of the puzzle for projectors. And I see this so often in my clients. We'll usually come up pretty much with, with anyone, any projector who has their own business, right? Because just based on our 
the way that our aura works, right? We need to be invited for us to, to really shine. Mm -hmm. And no one can invite you when they can't see you. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and I'm a double Scorpio 12th house. You know this, Janelle. Yes, we, yes, I do. I, I get it, right? Like it doesn't come easily to me either. And to it continues. Yeah. <laughs> oh gosh. It continues to be a process. But I have seen things shift so, so much in the outer in really tangible, measurable ways in my business, each time that I sit down and I do my own capacity work and I expand my own subconscious capacity to be seen more. Mm -hmm. um, so that really is something that I think is so important for every projector in business. And, and again, something that I think needs to be addressed on the subconscious level, because merely knowing on the conscious level, right? Again, as we said, on that insight level, that being seen would be optimal, doesn't change the pattern if there's some sort of subconscious voice that says, yeah, but that's not safe. Or like, yeah, but then they're going to attack you. Or like, yeah, but then they're going to ridicule you or whatever it is, right? Whatever the narrative is. Um, Mine is, yeah, or but nobody's going to care. Mm, who cares exactly. what you have to say that's what my narrative mm. is <laughs> yeah it's so common super but what common. kind of work do you do when you you say you work energetically on being seen like how, what, is, what do you do I'm curious about this I would really like to first dig into what are you afraid of right like like you said and mm -hmm. I think it's so beautiful that you you're like this is what it is for me <laughs> most people that I work with are like I don't know what it is, right? Like, let's figure mm -hmm. it out. So really dive in and like, what is that narrative? Where did you pick that up? Mm -hmm. um, and then what is the gain that you're getting from not being seen, right? From staying safe, like, cause there's always every behavior, every pattern we engage in, there's always something mm -hmm. that we're gaining from it. And then I just think to really in very, very small ways, go into action, get into motion and start doing the thing that you're a little bit afraid of. And there's ways to, um, to make that a little bit easier, but I would do it very, very slowly so that the system is not overwhelmed. Mm -hmm. Because as we said before, right, the subconscious wants to keep you safe. And there's a tendency to go into collapse or to go into overwhelm if we're doing too much too quickly, mm -hmm. which is also one of, you know, culturally, one of the things that we love to do, right? Like, oh, let's just do it all at once. Yes, exactly. <laughs> in terms of the subconscious, in terms of the nervous system, I think as well do it kind of like the way that I say is like homeopathic doses, right? Like let's do one tiny little thing, see how that feels and confirm to your system that it's fine and that you're safe, right? Yes. And then you can do the next thing and that's how you build capacity over time. Yes. I did this. I did this when that I was, amazing. I was having trouble sharing on Instagram yeah. and doing lives. And then this clubhouse thing happened. And oh, I was right. like, I was afraid. I was like, I don't want to, I don't want to be in all this stuff. Like I don't have enough to say. Nobody cares what I have to say. Right. And so I find myself, I'll get excited about something like a story for Instagram that I'll, mm -hmm. I want to make and I'll make my, I'll make it right away and I'll just yeah. make it and I won't post it. I'll just make it. And then it's on my phone and then I have it. And I'm like, oh my God, I, I, I like this a lot. I have to post this. And then yeah. I'll, I like feel it and I'll go post it. And I won't let my mind say, mm -hmm. Hey, Interfere. like, what if nobody likes this? Because I practiced it enough, just mm -hmm. like you said, I have this little voice inside me that says it's safe, Janelle. It doesn't matter if nobody sees it. Nothing bad happens to you. Yeah. It doesn't, it, the, the worst thing that could happen is nobody sees it. The best thing that could happen is a million people see it. So really like, love it. And really what's going it. to happen to you? Like, <laughs> yeah. so for me, I've really worked on that. Just put it out there. And some, sometimes it's going to 
gain a lot of steam and sometimes it's going to be crickets and you know it's okay if you get crickets to feel a little bad to be like oh nobody really saw me then uh I, it's okay but to you're feel a third a line bad. yeah you exactly. gave it a try and that's <laughs> like you did myself. exactly what you needed to do you are so right that's exactly what I told yeah. myself I go you know what that was just a third line experiment we'll just move on to the next experiment yeah. but I never want to let, make I don't want to push away the feelings of oh you know I wish more people would have like that, or I wish that would have mm -hmm. connected with more people because mm -hmm. that's part of me as a projector. I'm here for the other, I'm here for you basically. Yeah. And I really want to connect with others and, and, and be in others' lives in a way that changes them. And when I, when I put something out and it doesn't do that, it's okay for me to be like, Oh, I guess that didn't resonate, but I mm -hmm. take that and I go, okay, what's what's the next thing in your on your mind what's the next thing you really want to talk about and share like let's let's yeah. put that one out there now and with so, your undefined head you will never be out of ideas and i'm 11 <laughs> my only channel is 1156 I'm you're just, fine i'm the storyteller you're yeah. a storyteller i have that same one yeah, like, yeah, yeah. it's fine yeah exactly. and i think that's where for me the strategy level comes in where right i i have a background in business and in in service design and brand building so oh, wow. how can we how can we design for that? That's one of my favorite things to do. How can we take this knowledge, pull it down into the, the real earthly realm? And like, how can we design for an invitation to be extended, right? Like, how can you do it so that there's an invitation, so that there's an opt-in from the other side, where then you feel more invited to share, right? So yes. you can do that via, yes. you know, social media, via email, you can um, shift yourself energetically so that you are more open for the invitations. Cause I know the waiting for the invitation really trips up a lot of projectors I know because they think they have to wait for other people to tell them what to do or where to go or who to be. And it's really mm -hmm. more about focusing on, on yourself and realizing what you want to share, what you want to put out in the world and, and, and doing as much of that as you can so that others see you. And that's how, that's how I feel about it anyway. Mm -hmm. I love projectors as much as you do, I think. <laughs> I love us. I love us <laughs> so <too>. much. <laughs> so I'm so, so, so glad that we did this because you are extremely knowledgeable and mm -hmm. I love, I love learning about human design, but I'm not a big reader, like studier. I just like to yeah. talk about it. Mm -hmm. And so you've, you taught me so much during this episode just from oh, this conversation so <laughs> and like there's stuff I'm going to take and go and research a little bit more about, but this is my yeah. jam when it comes to learning about human design is just talking. And so yeah. if, if there's oh, anything well, else you wanted to share, go for it. <laughs> I mean, I'm self-projected, so, you know, I'll never shut up. <laughs> I know. No, that that's wonderful. I think that's. And where can we find I... you, Nadia, when we're looking for you, where are yeah. you at? <laughs> I'm I'm on Instagram at Projectors Invited. That's where I have my memes and my personal account is underscore Nadia Gabrielle. And then my website is NadiaGabrielle.com. And I have a newsletter for projectors as well. You can find it on the Projectors Invited Instagram. I super recommend recommend signing up for it. I'm um, signed up. <laughs> yay, are you amazing? Oh, yeah, <laughs> Do you course. enjoy it? Yes, I love it. I I love, like I said, I love any anything human design, but stuff that's like projector centric yeah I get really excited about and I'm, I'm like, just oh yes I love putting it together because it's like my love language is when someone you know sends me a text or an email or a picture and they're like oh I just saw this and I I thought of you 
you know, someone That's just so walks sweet. past something. It's my favorite thing to get a text like that. Just like a picture or a link. And they're like, oh, this made me think of you. Your love so language is being seen. Exactly. And like, <laughs> and also like for someone to really know the thing that's going to be like fun for me to, to receive. Mm-hmm. It's a whole thing. It's a whole love language. And that's really to me what the newsletter is. It's like things that I find like books and links and audios and stuff where I'm like, oh, I need to send this to my projectors. Right. <laughs> so I like I send it out. Too. Yeah. Yeah. Sign up for, for Nadia's uh, newsletter. She's projectors invited on Instagram. You have to follow that one specifically. You can follow <laughs> Nadia Gabriel if you want. I do too. But projectors invited <laughs> is super funny. And like you get me with funny. Anytime uh, I see human design and humor, I'm like, oh my God, I have to follow this person. I have to, I have to keep going because I'm here. I love it. I love the levity and it brings, yeah. it it's, can be serious. It can be really serious subjects. Yeah. So to, to joke around and poke fun at some of our, our and it's eccentricities. It's a way to wonderful. learn as well, right? Like it's, I almost, I sometimes think like it's educational, but it's in a fun way because totally. you do learn, you do learn some things. And I find the projectors are very funny. <laughs> We yeah, are. exactly. We, right? <laughs> we can poke fun at ourselves a little yeah. bit now that we've learned this. So I do too. Um, I have one more question for you before okay. we go. Um, what are some of your favorite sounds? Ooh, great question. Um, I like bird song. I've recently, oh my God, I'm literally turning into my grandparents, but I've recently started learning about bird language oh, and now I'm obsessed. <laughs> and then um waves um again as I said double Scorpio anything water what about you Janelle um what did I write down I like um the sound of wind through the aspen trees because Mm. I'm I'm from Colorado and that particular sound is really kind of a cool nice calming sound I I love the sound of like a tea kettle like the the whistle because I love tea I have like this Mm. obsession with tea and so anytime I hear the tea kettle whistle I'm like yes it is tea time (laughs) um what else did I write oh and my husband's laugh my husband has a really awesome laugh and I know if I hear it and I made him laugh I'm like haha look I made you laugh (laughs) (laughs) so yeah so thank you again so much for coming on thank you and I learned so much from this episode and I'm sure that my listeners are gonna learn so much too and I'm sure you and I will be communicating because I, I really would think love that, that you're amazing. <laughs> thank you, Janelle. And thank you again for having me on. It's my absolute delight and pleasure. You're welcome. Thank you all for listening. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to Chatting Human Design. Join me again soon. Have a fantastic day.